Hello guys, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of watching another episode of Live Free Podcast. Okay, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Um, this is going to be a really short video. I just want to jump on here real quick just to um, confirm and reaffirm the last um, teaching that I did on the tithe and the wealth transfer, the how God came through mightily and confirmed and reaffirmed exactly almost verbatim in one video that I saw with what he spoke through me um, the other day or the other last week uh, on the teaching of the wealth transfer and the tithe and how you should tithe and what does the Bible say about tithing, okay? It was amazing how he not only confirmed prior, but then he confirmed after and there was a strong word of rebuke and I just want to share this. This is going to be a really short video. Um, share this. This is going to be considered like part two. And if you haven't looked at part one, please, I implore you to go look at part one about the tithing. It's lengthy, but it's so needed in the body of Christ, especially in the time and the hour where God is getting ready to pour out abundance and uh, financial prosperity to his body. It's vitally important that you don't allow the enemy to scheme you, to steal, kill, or destroy what God has pla is placing in your hands in this season. So... This is a short little part two, and he just wanted me to get on here and mention um, a few videos that I saw after I released the first video. So this is confirmation um, and how God is really wanting me to hone in and to really um, press upon my spirit to really confirm what he is saying in this hour. And it's so vital and it's so important because he loves us so much. Right. So the confirmation came from the two videos that I saw. Um, the first video that I saw was by a young gentleman by the name of Chris Yoon, Y-O-O-N, Chris Yoon. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I apologize if I'm not. Um, but his video was about uh, and it was just a day ago that was he he posted it. It's beware, beware, beware. I'm going to leave the link in the description. But briefly, I wanted to post a little small smidget of the video, but I didn't know if I was going to get a copyright strike for that. But guys, I'm telling you, you got to look at it. It's like three minutes long. It's worth, it's worth looking at, but it's a strong word of rebuke for the churches and how God is getting ready to expose the churches. And he talked about how, um, the, there's foxes in sheep's clothing and exposing false ministries and how money has become an idol in the body of Christ and in the church and how God is getting ready to deal with that on a scale that we haven't seen. So his video is amazing. It's like three minutes long, but it's powerful. It's very powerful. And this the, the, the things that I suggest on my channel is going to be sound doctrine. Now you can always pray and ask God about anything that comes your way because that's what our personal relationship with him is all about and that's what I teach pointing people back to Jesus is nothing wrong with that and if anybody have a problem with that then I would double check that individual as well in terms of what their spirit is really all about because you should be able to take anything to God in prayer anything that someone tells you anything that happens or anything that you hear Always take it to God in prayer if it doesn't bear witness with your spirit. And even if it does, you can still do that. Okay, so the, the video is called Beware, Beware, Beware by Chris Young. And it talks about um, how the body of Christ has been manipulated and confiscated out of their ties. And he's talking about be careful of where you plant yourself. 
because God is getting ready to deal with that. And I'm going to add to that. This is me talking that whatever you submit to, you become subject to. So you have to know when you come under the authority of a ministry, you have to know that you're subject to whatever happens to that leader and you're subject to whatever happens in that ministry, especially if God has provided a way of escape and he has given you a red flag or something that um, didn't agree with the Holy Spirit and you ignored it because you want to be liked or you want to still participate or you just can't believe, you know, sometimes we just can't believe things about people when the Holy Spirit shows us things about people, we can't believe it. So we push what God says down and then we put them up on the pedestal and now they become a God or an idol. So you have to be very careful in this hour, but the name of the video is beware, beware, beware. Please look at it. The link is going to be in the description and it's amazing. It's three minutes long. It's worth, worth listening to. The other video that he brought right behind me, he brought these videos back to back after I did that teaching and it's called um, should Christians tie to the church. Now I have never did a, um, uh, inquiry and YouTube on the tithing because I honestly I knew what God had showed me about it so it didn't it didn't really resonate with me to go and look and do a you know thing so these videos just came up um, I didn't go searching for them at all I love when God do that um, because it's not that you're looking for information but he wants to know let you know that he's confirming and reaffirming what he has spoken through you so this 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 channel is called DLM Christian Lifestyle and I'm going to leave, leave his link in the description. And this video is almost verbatim um what I spoke in my video. I was almost blown away. I could have fell off the couch honestly when I was watching this video. I could have fell off the couch. It was almost like he spoke the Holy Spirit spoke through him in his own ministry, his own style and the way he teaches. But it was almost the exact same words that I was saying in my video, which this is what made me take notice of this video and continue to look at it. Because I was like, wait a minute, I just said that, you know, and um, and of course, it's the Holy Spirit through me. But it was just amazing how you saying the same thing, because guess what? It's the same God. So that's why I say God is not the author of confusion. He is not the author of confusion. He will never contradict his word, you know, so his word will always be in alignment, no matter who's speaking it and how their ministry style is. If it's God, it's going to be in alignment with his word. So everyone is going to sound similar if they're talking about the same thing, because they're like I said in the other video, there's only one truth. There's only one truth. We have our opinions, but like he even said, and I said the exact same thing, our opinions don't matter. It's what the Bible says about things. And he said that in his video. And I just thought that just blew me away because that was one of the things I said in my video. And so um, this is a really good video and it's called, again, um, Should Christians Still Tithe to the Church? And I'm going to leave the link in the description. I think his video is like 10 or 15 minutes long. And again, I didn't want to put it, insert it in here because I didn't know about the copyright strikes and the creative commons. I didn't see that they had creative commons, but guys, listen to the video. God is speaking loud and clear to his church, especially, especially when he's putting massive amounts of money in your hand. You have to be led by the spirit and not by obligation and not by fear and compulsion, as I said before in the other video. So this is a small little video I just wanted to put in place. Um, um, just to kind of reiterate and confirm and reaffirm and actually to have you guys look at these videos of these uh, uh, 
people that are speaking sound doctrine. This is what I call sound doctrine. It bears witness with my spirit. If I if I still don't get a green light on it, I'll pray about it. And sometimes God will put me in a dream and he'll show me the person in the dream by their spirit and show me who they really are. So go look at the videos. And also I had someone come in the comments asking me, how do ministries survive without ties? How do ministries survive without ties? That's a great question because again, we have to understand and we have to know that when God sends you somewhere and when he guides you into a place or to a ministry or to a location, or if he's telling you to do anything, he's going to provide for you. Why? Because you have to know it's his responsibility. See, what we have to do as a church is, and as a body of Christ, we have to put the responsibility back where it belongs. That responsibility belongs on Christ. These are his ministries. And as long as you're thinking it's your ministry, you're going to think that you have to provide for the ministry, that you're responsible for the ministry. But I'm here to tell you this is going to free a lot of people because this little sub, this little uh, sentence alone that I'm giving you right now is going to break chains. It's going to free you for thinking that things are your responsibility. Now, what we do is we partner with God to bring heaven to earth, to a, bring the kingdom of God to earth. Not a problem. We do that. We, 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 we partner with him. We partner with the angelic, with the angel armies of the living God. We partner with our destiny helpers. We partner with divine relationships and divine partnerships. We partner with God. It's all him. It's still all him. But what we need to understand in this hour is if you have a ministry and if God has called you to do a thing, let me tell you something. God is going to provide. I'm going to give you an example. And this is a short example and it's really quick. An example is I knew God was moving me. I had to, I bought a house. He had me to sell my house. I had just had it built. He had me to sell it in eight months. It happened so fast. The process went so fast. It, I, I had to be in alignment and in step with what he was doing. But it was for a bigger purpose, which is what I'm doing now. It's for a bigger purpose. So I'm here to tell you that what ended up happening in that is I kept saying to God, if you want me to sell this house, then I'm just going to put it on the market one weekend. If it doesn't sell in that weekend, guess what? then it's not you, you know, or I'm just not doing it. If it, Bottom line is his yoke is easy and his burden is light. When God sends you to something, the door handle, it turns, the door opens. When we're trying to do it, do it. It's a fight. It's a fight. So the house sold in a day. Okay. A day and a half, literally my house sold. I closed in three weeks, but guess what? In three weeks, I had to find movers. I had a house full of furniture. God was, was then wanting me to move into an apartment, which is where I am right now. I can go on and on and on about the different things God has had me do and the things that people probably was shun away from because, you know, when you get a house, you think it's forever, you know? So I'm on, this is my second house that I'm selling. Okay. So I should say that I have one only only one that I sold, and I give you the testimonies on the whole get a uh, kitten caboodle later. But what happened end up happening was I said okay I'd have a house full of furniture I close in three weeks, which is unheard of. Most closings are thirty days or forty five days, and because I know the process as a real estate agent and as a mortgage loan officer, I know how the whole entire process works. I knew that this was a rapid and fast pace that God was moving because generally the process takes way longer. Okay, so when God said, um, okay, he sold my house. Okay, not only did he sell my house, but he provided for me an apartment three or four months prior, 
prior to me even getting a contract on my house. So I had no idea when my closing date was going to be. So I put a, uh, uh, application in because I just kind of said I wanted to sell my house. He, this was God. This was all him putting his ideas in my head. I want to sell my house. Because I, I kept feeling like this is a house, but it was really a flip. You know, even though it was a brand new construction house, I kept saying this is not the promise. This is not what God showed me. This is not the abundance. Even though it was a nice house, it was not the it. So anyway, I said it all that to say, I end up selling the house in three weeks and therefore I had a house full of furniture. It was a three bedroom, two and a half bath house, townhouse that I sold and I fully furnished and spent thousands of dollars redoing the house, taking out all the fixtures. Even though it was brand new, I just, because I did design and I decorate, that's what I do. So it was not a big deal to me. It, was, it's, it wasn't even a big deal. So I said all of that to say, I said, God, if this is you, not only are you going to sell this house, now I have a house full of furniture. The furniture has to go because now I'm moving into one bedroom apartment. I only need one bed as opposed to three. I only need, I can't fit the couch. It was too big. It was a big section or I couldn't fit that couch. Everything had to be rearranged and reorchestrated. But don't you know, he sent two, three people in that house. They bought everything I had within days. Unheard of. I'm talking about a whole house full of furniture that I decorated from top to bottom, full furnished rooms of furniture, okay? And I'm telling you right now, that lady bought that house and it was so supernaturally done. She was willing to put an appraisal gap in the contract, which means if the house didn't appraise for the certain amount that she would bring the rest of the cash to closing. That was nobody but God. I priced the house perfectly so she didn't have to do that. It was above 50000 above. It was just an, um, an amazement what God did because he wanted me out of there so that I can be here, so that I can go somewhere else. And I, have, I already know the blueprint, you know, and he's moving me. But I'm saying all of this to say where God guides you in any ministry or any assignment that he sends you on, if he tells you, this, this happened to my brother, Years ago, I said, Lord, if you want him to be in Atlanta, then you have to provide the way because I didn't have the airfare to help him do that. And this was years and years ago. Okay, guys, I've been here 20 some years. You know, I've been in Atlanta. And don't you know, one of my uh, friends, she said, here, God just told me to give you this money. And I said, for what? You know, I knew I didn't need any money. She said, I don't know, but it was just for you. But then when I got it in my hand, I knew immediately that it wasn't for me. It was for, and immediately God brought to his plane ticket. He said, remember you said, if it's meant for him to be in Atlanta, provide a way. That's exactly what came in my head at that moment. I knew it was for him. We got him to Atlanta. Thank God, because there was a shooting prior to that. Because we're from Chicago, so there was a shooting prior to that, and he almost lost his life. The enemy did not want him to come out of that lifestyle and to come out of the, the, the whole craziness that goes on there. So I'm here to tell you, I'm saying all of this to say, you can't get caught up in how am I going to do this? If God tells me to start a ministry and if nobody gives to the ministry, how am I going to survive? God can send one person in that ministry to pay off the building. He can send, he is God. He does it however he wants to do. And as believers, we have to be willing to flow and move in the Holy Ghost and not allow the tithes to become an idol, not allow the giving from the other people to become an idol. It just amazes and astonishes me how in some ministries, how 
preachers and pastors to teach you uh, about faith and how to believe God for your miracle and believe God for your provision, but they rely on a weekly check of a tie to run their business and to, and to pay their mortgage. It's amazing to me. They tell you to believe God, but they rely on a monthly payment or a monthly uh, thing to, to supply, uh, to, to feed their family. But you have to believe God supernaturally. So we're living in an hour and a day and time uh, where God is going to be exposing the ministries. He's going to bring, be exposing uh, false imposters that have prostituted him and the gospel and perverted the gospel of Jesus Christ for the sake of gain, for the sake of living lavish lifestyles. And, and while the, the, the body of Christ live like peasants. I can go on with story after story after story to tell you the things that have transpired that I have experienced in the body of Christ where I had a, a awesome mentor that God had me to um, sit with for three years and we traveled together and we did ministry together. She was an awesome seasoned prophet, 20 years my senior, and, and just I met her in a ministry and we God had us like Elisha and Elisha and I had to sit under her for three years and he had to season and teach me the things of the prophetic that was a part of my stripping and a part of everything that he was doing with me and doing a you know work in me and I can tell you right now I witnessed her she would go speak and preach and and bring powerful words of God and how the pastor only gave her ten dollars after she was done and that was for gas money to get back to Atlanta that we had all had to put ten dollars in for gas and how he didn't even give her an offering but he asked her to come and preach for him um, at a Saturday brunch type thing in you know another part of Georgia. And he gave her nothing. And he drives a Mercedes Benz and lives in a nice house. And I can tell you right now, it's coming a time where God's going to expose the sheep's and wolves' clothing and the things. That, and now, now we don't hold any unforgiveness and we don't hold anything. But I'm saying all of this to say, if God has called you to do something in the ministry and if he's called you to an assignment to travel to another a country, to Africa, or he's called you to um, uh, uh, sow into someone and he's called, whatever he has called you to do, he provides. Elijah had to go to a place called there. There is what God was going to provide the provision. A place called there. That means that the method may, um, the principle may, may stay the same, but the method may change. Meaning God can use any method that he wants to provide for you. Any method in any shape or form. He's God. He, he, you can't box him in. You can't tie him with the small thinking. So Elijah went to a place called there. That place called there is where your provision is. So if God is telling you to do something and there's no provision, then chances are he didn't call you, to do, call you to do it. And the reason why I said it is because God would never throw you out there and then say, oh, figure it out. He's not like that. He doesn't do things like that. So he's, it just requires faith and faith is the currency of heaven. So once you expand your faith and you step out into what God has called you to do, then the Red Sea opens. That's how it works. The Red Sea parts when your faith is expanded. That's that Kairos moment. So... I'm saying all of this to say, guys, if God has called you to something, he provides for it. And if he doesn't provide for it, if it's too hard, if it's too much, I'm not saying that you're not going to have opposition. <laughs> I'm not saying that the enemy is not going to try to come, steal, kill, and destroy. But God said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So that means that you're not carrying a weight or a burden on you because what we're supposed to do is, okay, Jesus, like I said about my house, if you want me to move, Bring the people 
And I'm here to tell you, it didn't even stop there. After they bought the furniture, the movers canceled on me on the day of. They canceled on me. That was nobody but the enemy. But don't you know, because God said to move, he bought three of my friends in there to help me move, even when family could not or wasn't available to help me. Do you know he brought people in there to move me out of there? And it was on a holiday, a Memorial Day. It was on a holiday. So everybody was tied up and busy. But don't you know, he had people in position because he knew the enemy would pull that at the last minute because I, and the thing about it is I couldn't push it back. It wasn't like I lived in an apartment because I was scheduled to close in four or five days. I was scheduled to close. So there was no pushing anything back, right? So he brought people to move me out of there. So from the beginning to the end, God provided. And this is what this video is all about. God provides where he guides. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what come against us. So be encouraged in this season, guys. Be encouraged. God is going to do the miraculous. But please pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray for knowledge. And all thy getting, get understanding and get direction from the throne of God, get your strategies strategies, and get your blueprints because God is going to provide a way of escape and he always does for his people. Be blessed. Thank you for watching and I'll see you in the next video, guys. Love you much.